Hey, my name is Lucas, and I want to welcome you to the official podcast of Coastline Young Adults from Coastline Church in Victoria. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging you in your faith and helping you apply it to real life in real time. Here you'll find messages from our weekly service at Coastline Nights and other conversations where we talk and tackle what it means to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. Everything you find here will point you to the truth and hope of Jesus. So grab a beverage, enjoy the message, and lean into how God wants to speak to you today. Hey, uh, welcome here. Once again, if it is your first time, I was able to meet some of you in the atrium, which was a lot of fun, but I want to welcome you to Coastline Nights, Coastline Church. Welcome home Sunday, a Sunday where we just know a lot of people are kind of arriving into Victoria, whether it's for school, for work, uh, for just trying to find a new church. I wanted to, just from the top, say hello. My name is Lucas. I'm one of the pastors here, and welcome to Coastline Church. We're really grateful you're here tonight, and we hope you feel encouraged and blessed. Even you up at the top, I see you. Thanks so much for being here, and we hope you feel blessed. We are in a brand new series called Family Vibes, because we understand as people are kind of coming into church, you're kind of trying to feel us out, right? If you're brand new, you're like, what's this place all about? And so we want to just be really open about that and say, this is what we're all about, and kind of share with you our heart, some of the pillars of our church, some of the themes, some of the values that we just kind of hold on to extremely tightly, that we say this is who we are undeniably. And so I hope tonight you get a bit of a glimpse of that, and I can push you towards something I think every Christian needs, every person needs, no matter who you are, where you're from. Uh, if you were to come into my home and you were to kind of pick up on our vibe, you'd probably see like cars everywhere, because my son loves cars right now. Like, you know what I mean? When you walk into a place, you can kind of pick up the vibe, whether it's a coffee shop or a home. In our home, there would probably be some cars. There would probably be laundry, like a, like the biggest stack of laundry ever. We'd be, we would have clearly tried to tidy up for you, because you're coming in, and we try our best to do that, right? Shove everything into the closet. Welcome. There'd probably be, like, some sort of, like... What's that stuff called you, you, with water, and you put the drips in, and then it, it smoke comes out, but it smells nice? What? Essential oil, you'd probably, you'd probably get a little sniff of pamplemousse or something, whatever, grapefruit, whichever. Is that, that's French, right? Like, that's one of Trina's favorites. You'd probably get some nice scents. And that's kind of our host. That's kind of our vibe. Very laid back, very chill, very, there would be definitely some fingerprints on our couch. God bless Bo. Again, love him. You get kind of that. You probably see like a little bit of Cheerios somewhere for sure. That's kind of our vibe right now. That's who we are. And again, I want to just bring you into Coastline Church, our vibe. And I want you to know you're, you're welcome here. And I want you to know a little bit more of who we are and what we're all about. Everyone in here is about something. We all have our vibe. We all kind of do our thing. If I was to be like, hey, do you know that guy, Bren? And you'd be like, yeah, I know him. He's all fill in the blank, right? He's all Mr. Funny Guy up here, right? Telling you that you can leave early from church. Don't ever tell them they can leave early from church. What are you doing to me, man? You're just hating on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're like, oh, I know Brad, Brad's this. Or I know Jenny, she's like this, right? We've kind of all been like, we have done things in our life, we've connected with people, that people will begin to say things about us, or they'll know us by our, our works, or whatever we've done, and we're kind of described in some way to someone. And so even if you probably Google Coastline Church, you could find Yelp reviews, whatever, you could find all those things, right? We want to help you in the next kind of few weeks, as we lead up to 100 years, understand more of who we are, and why we do what we do. And so that's the series, that's Family Vibes, that's what we're up to. And in this, even the verses I'm going to use tonight, I want to describe to you and show you guys, as, as Paul's writing to this church in, in Colossians, he literally says, we have heard something about you, which is really interesting. 
If you would have known me when I was young, you would have heard things about me. I was the class clown. That was just like who I was. I was so bad. Listen, class clowns, give them a break, okay? They're usually not very studious, and so they mask that out of insecurity by making people laugh and trying to win their teachers over, okay? And that was me. If someone was like, oh, I know Lucas, he's the class clown. Like every single parent-teacher interview I had, class clown. I have multiple road court cards, class clown. I had one teacher, I kid you not, say, Lucas is a lot of fun. He's really fun. That's all she would say to my mom. And she was like, okay, what else? Tell me more. He's just, he's, he's fun. He's also difficult. He's also very difficult. And I remember my mom, I was there, it was like one time, it was really awkward. She's like, is he more difficult than fun or more fun than difficult? I know. Like, thanks, mom, you know? And the teacher like, wasn't like, Thanks, thanks, Cheryl. That's a great question. Or th- that's what you know. It was like more difficult than fun. Definitely more difficult than fun. Instantly. And the end of that, at the end of that year, I remember the teacher saying, "You're gonna get a B, and I'm gonna give you a B, even though you're probably more of a C plus student if you don't come to the last day." And she just gave me a free pass. So those who are difficult in class, you'll get a free pass. Amen. Let's pray. Okay, we're done. No, I don't like that. That's how it was described, but it is how it was described. I want to be described as someone who wasn't like just the class clown, right? Like, but that's a little bit of who I was when I was growing up. And again, it's interesting. And I think maybe if I was to ask every person in here, what is Coastline Church to you? You may have a different answer. That's okay. We're all growing in that. We're learning, depending on how long we've been here. But I do want to describe to you tonight what I hope our church, our church is known for. I do want to show you tonight what we do strive to be known for. What we, just, what we try our very best that people, when they hear about our church... When they think of what kind of vibe they put in, whatever it is, they would think of this. And Paul writes this letter to a church in Colossae, which is a smaller, t- a smaller city, not as big as like Ephesus or something. And he, he describes some things in the first few verses. We're only going to read like four verses tonight. That, that, that resonated so deeply with myself and Andy. This is who we want to be. It's who we strive to be. This is who we want. This is who we try to be. This is who we believe we are. It says this, this is Colossians uh, 1 verse 1, starting right there. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers, excuse me, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. This is just a welcome greeting. Paul has never been to this place before. He's never been there in person. They've kind of talked. In fact, one of Paul's disciples, Epaphras, who we'll get to in another sermon, he kind of went and planted this church, it seems. And so this is like Pauline language. This is a welcome. This is like a nice greeting. The faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. If you read all of Paul's writings, you will see that term come up again and again. This in Christ, that you are, once you are in Christ, you are a new creation, the Bible says. Something has changed. Something is different. He's talking to the people who belong to Jesus and those who belong to Jesus are part of the family of God. Did you know that? Just really quick in here, I just want to say to those who would say, I'm a follower of Jesus, you are part of the family of God. And that is something that is almost undervalued, underestimated, I think, for us. Listen, no matter where you've come from, you are welcome here at this church. You are absolutely welcome. But those who would say, I'm a Christian, this is a beautiful piece where we have been adopted by Christ into his family. And I don't want to ever miss that. If we keep reading, the theme here I want to hit is in verse three. It says, we always thank God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard 
And I just underlined that in my Bible. Like, what has he heard? What does Paul know? What has been talked about this church? What has come back to him that he now wants to say, listen, I want you to know what I have heard, what we have heard is this about you. And this is something we want people to know about us. We've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all of God's people. Man, if there's anything that I want to be known for, it's those two things. A faith in Christ and a love for all of God's people. That is what Coastline Church strives to be known for. I hope you know we, we strive every day to not just like have a faith in Jesus, but an unshakable, like steadfast, holding to the true faith of Jesus Christ. That we would be, be abundantly clear that we are about Jesus. And we're not ashamed of it. And so maybe you came in here looking for more community, but like a little less Jesus, right? Looking for more friendship than you are for Jesus. I want you to know that we are a church that is big on Jesus. Because the cross and what he has done, he is the reason we're here. We didn't just come to meet and hang out and have ice cream on Sundays after, although that's, that's, thank you. I really like ice cream. I'm very excited about that. Big on ice cream, you know? But it's more than that for us. I hope you always hear that in our teaching. I hope you see that in our worship. I hope you even see that in just the way we respond to things. We elevate Jesus. He is our Savior. Our faith in Him is like everything we have. We're ve it's very important to us, a strong faith. And then, of course, a sincere love. Not just like a love for everyone. No, a sincere, authentic, deep, genuine love that says we see you, we care for you, we want to know how you're doing. These two things are so important, and honestly, they're intrinsically linked. Because a faith, a faith that has no love in it is kind of difficult to even understand. It's like, well, where is your faith based? If, if, it's, if it's limited without love, how do you truly love anything to actually without knowing all that it's about? And a, and a love that, like, and if you flip it, like, we don't want to have a faithless love or love without faith. These two things go together. God actually continues to put them together. We see that in the scriptures. And so for me, for us, for this church, we want to continue to be people who are about Jesus Christ and loving people. In verse 5, let's keep reading, it says this, The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, and this is important, guys, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it, and you truly understood God's grace. Someone say grace. That was pitiful. Someone say grace. You know, it's interesting. I, I want to so bad. I, I, I love preaching. I really like it. It's fun. I love it when you guys laugh. I love it when we learn. I love all those things. I really do. And it's so interesting whenever we're like, oh, I want to hit that topic. That'll be fun. Or I really want to preach on this thing. That'll be exciting. Or even a while back, like a few years ago, we like had a series and I was like, you tell me what you want to hear. Like all of those things matter to me. And as I was like prepping this message, I like, there's something about the grace of Jesus. There is something so powerful to me about God's grace. I really don't know where to go with it. And I know you're thinking like, you're a preacher, dude. You should kind of know that one, right? It's like, figure it out. What I'm trying to say to you is like, the deep meaning of the unmerited favor of God is so overwhelmingly, it's such an overwhelming task to me 
that I truly don't even know how to describe this love and this grace sometimes. And I know that seems a bit like, where are you going with this? But I just, just follow me for a minute. Like I, this is the unmerited favor of God Paul's describing. This is something none of us can earn. It's a gift from God. The love that he, he gives to us, the sacrifice on the cross, the fact that he says, although there is sin to be atoned for, I will take that on is truly like incredible when you think about it. Like I was just like contemplating again and again, man, this grace is so, it's so powerful. Like in my mind, I was even writing just some notes down late at night recently. I was like, man, God, you showed me where I was wrong. You pointed out my ugly. You, you convicted me of my sin and yet you responded with grace. You replaced my wrong with righteousness. You, you took my sin and you said, I'll be your savior. You gave me grace. And what Paul is writing to this church, and what I want to say to us tonight, is that when we truly understand God's grace, we will have a faith in Jesus that is unshakable and a love for people that is remarkable. Those two things happen when we fully grasp the grace of God. And so I want to say to you tonight, Welcome here. And I want to say to you tonight, no matter what you have walked through, no matter what kind of choices you have made leading to you being here tonight at 6.49 p.m., there is a grace that is for you. There is a grace that is, that is a gift for you, but you have to step into it. You have to respond to it. You have to come in. It's like someone opening the door and saying, come on in. But some of us are just standing outside of it. Not sure if it's truly available to me. Yeah, but you don't know what I've done. Yeah, but you don't know where I've been. And I'm trying to, I just want you to see it tonight. I want you to, to understand what I'm saying tonight. Grace is not for good people. Grace is from a good God for all people. And that's really important for you to know. That grace is not for good people for people who did everything right, for people who have it all understood, for people who know this front and back and back and front, for the person who got straight A's, it's for the people who were more difficult than fun in class, okay? <laughs> Praise God. Grace is not for good people, it's, for, it's from a good God, and it's for all people. This is the grace of Jesus, that it is so powerful, so, so moving that we don't even know what to do sometimes. I wanted to share a, a quote that I was reading even just on the way here. Grace is the very opposite of merit. Grace is not only undeserved favor, but it is favor shown to the one who deserves the very opposite. This is Ironside, who is a very good commentator. Another, another quote for you. I do not at all understand the mystery of grace. This is a poet, someone who's, uh, her name's Anne, Anne Lamott. She said, only that it meets us where we are and does not leave it Leave us where it found us. Once again, it says this. I can't even, not even fathom or understand the mystery of grace, but I do know that it meets us where we are and does not leave us where it found us. Man, that's really powerful to me. And so again, I think as co people come in in September and you're looking for a refreshing start, I want to get going. I think a lot of us, September is the new January. It is for church at least. We get really excited about what, what this could look like. Yes, I want a faith. That, 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 is, that is unshakable. I want to love people. I want to join in. I want to be a part of church. I, wanna, I want the grace you're talking about. Listen, there's two ways we kind of unpack these things. A little bit of Coastline Church. And I, I want you to know that these are both important. We love the Sunday. Sunday's fun. 
Because there's ice cream, right? That's why you came. No, I'm kidding. I hope it's not the only reason. We love Sunday. Sunday's important. It's a high value for us. We love coming in, seeing people, and getting coffee, and sitting in the pews, and we worship. And Brent's right. Worship is so powerful. Thank you, team. And we hear a word. We're all staring this way. Pews, Sunday, it's fun. Sunday is about inspiration and community. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel blessed. I hope you receive from the Lord. I hope you see some people. You meet some people. I hope that happens. Sunday is about inspiration and community, and that really matters. I think our faith can really be elevated on Sunday nights. I think you can come in and, and, and be, be feeling down and, and, and like things are not going well. You can come and hear that first song and God's grace and the Spirit of God can move on your heart. I think at the end of the service, if God has moved you, you can come over to the side and receive prayer from one of our team or leaders. Like there are powerful things that happen on Sunday. You can meet someone new for the very first time Tonight, all of that matters and all of that is good. But also on top of Sunday, we have something called small groups that we do at our church. And this is where we really see not just your faith in Jesus Christ, which is important, like like Paul wrote. It's also that love you have for all of God's people. This is where we feel the big church can get really small, really individual, where we can take that inspiration and that community and bring it into like that family vibe of intimacy and growth. Small groups are all about intimacy and individual growth and discipleship and coming together and unpacking what we hear on Sunday. And these two things, you guys, and this is where we've got it wrong in kind of the North American church model in the last 15 years, is we kind of taken one and said, I only need the Sunday as long as I get to Sunday, and we're missing on the intimacy and the vulnerability of individual growth and togetherness. Or we said, I don't need church, I just need my people, I just need to meet with them. And we've kind of picked one and said, that's all I need. That's good enough for me. And we're at Coastline are saying, no, no, we think both are extremely valuable. We think both are very important. Sunday, as Andy said this morning, is kind of like the dining room, but, but small groups is kind of like the living room, as you can see over here. Brent, if this was your living room, you wouldn't be single. Okay, I'm kidding. That's a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He has to walk. He's got to commit to the joke. He knew the joke was coming. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. I don't really, though, because he told you all to leave early, and that's worse. Is it worse? Definitely not worse. Noted. I'll buy him a bagel on Monday. It's okay. We work together. I've known him a long time. I actually feel terrible now. The whole sermon's ruined because I said that. Just kidding. I think there's something really powerful about this. He's back. Don't worry. See, he loves Jesus so much. He just needed water, right? <laughs> oh man I think there's something really powerful about this if you can follow me over here for a minute I I think there's something really important about a small group I personally really truly gave my heart to the Lord in a small group with a few guys early in the morning drinking Tim Horn's coffee I know it's terrible but it happened I, I think there is such a value in coming together side by side with friends, like my good friend Brendan, who we do this all the time, and we, I'm just, love you, bro. And, and you meet, and you talk, and you pray, and you hear, because here, we're all looking this way, and we're not talking about the things that are really going on, and I'll say, hey, how are you doing? And you'd be like, really good, I'm doing awesome, but deep down, we're not doing good at all. 
and we feel like we come to church and we gotta look a certain way and do a certain thing. You don't, by the way. But something changes when we meet with someone else in the living room. Something happens when we just sit together and we, and we talk and we pray and we say, how are you really doing? And we don't let that person leave until we really know how they're really doing. We don't just talk about the Canucks or the Seahawks or whatever it is. We actually get to the deeper things, the real things, the things that matter. We get to the living room and this is where we, where we have conversation that impacts us in ways we didn't know and we're prayed for. This is a place you're needed and you belong, where you are seen, where you are valued. This is the place where everyone knows your name. It's so funny to me how many people will come to church on Sunday and be like, hey, Pastor Lucas, I, listen, I know I haven't been here a long time. I'm not keeping attendance. Like, I, you can, again, you can not come for three weeks. I may not see you. I may not know. Truthfully, this is a big campus. Lots of people, especially in the morning at the 11. It's like 700 people here this morning. You think I'm keeping your attendance? No. God might be, but I'm not. Like, I, I just, that was a joke. Like, it's not. Relax. It's okay. You had a crazy summer. Good for you. Like, maybe you were working hard or you were trying to make some extra money. Or there was lots of weddings. Whatever it is, don't worry. We're happy you're here. I'm so grateful you're here tonight. We want to, and I think Sunday benefits you. But you know where, honestly, you, you will be missed? Where people will know that you, like, something might be happening? is in a group. Oh, man, like, where's Bren? Shoot, I wonder, like, man, I miss him. I'm not just, Bren is just on my mind. Relax, this isn't me making it, you know? But if I, like, he's there every week, and we do t- take attendance in small groups because we want to know where people are. We really value people in group. I'll never forget one time we were just driving home and on the side of the road, I saw someone who was in my small group and their tire had gone out and we pulled over and we're like, what's, guys, are you okay? And we went over, like, like things change when you're in a small group. Man, when you move, that's when you need a small group. You know what I'm saying? No one likes to move alone, but your small group will help you. Like there are times in life that are so painful and so challenging and so hard. And you know who you're gonna call? Not Ghostbusters. I know you thought that. You're going to call the people in your group because they've been there for you, because they've talked with you, because they've prayed with you, because you've opened up. You've been honest and vulnerable. What I'm trying to say is Coastline Church is about both of these things, very much so. We're not just here to put on like a show. We're here to elevate Jesus, to grow in our faith, and we're here to come around each other, pray for one another, loving God's people. And we think this is a great place to do that. I could preach my face off and it might work and it might not, but there's a video I want to show you and it's about a couple in our church who joined a group. They're in my group actually for a long time and I love them very dearly. And I want to show you this video because it explains not just, this is not just a promo video for small groups. It's a real story from a real couple who walked through something really challenging. But the power of community and the power of Christ at the center did an incredible work. And I want you to see this. And so this is Aaron and Avalon. They serve at our West Shore campus. They're amazing. Take a look at this video. Hi, my name is Avalon. This is Erin, and this is Eliana. I started going to Coastline in 2016. It felt like home from the beginning for me. I think it was on like the third date she invited me to a first Wednesday, and that was amazing. It was like exactly what I didn't realize I was missing for so long. I think when I, when I first started coming back to church, uh, I forgot what it was like to have a faith. I guess it would have been 12 years or something, 10 years. And you, like the faith was just so real. The, the the praying was just so real. Like everything about it was real. Like you could feel the Holy Spirit moving and 
I just knew that this was the church that I had to keep coming back to. We were in small group. We were doing this series by Francis Chan, I think it was, or something, and mm -hmm. he just convicted us so strongly to like open our house to people and to kind of like surrender your life. And I think it was around that time where I definitely started questioning what my next step would be in the church. And kind of we talked a lot and talked a lot and talked a lot. And it was kind of funny because it was around the time where like we loved the small group we were in, but it was around the time, that time where I kind of started talking to Avalon about maybe we should lead our own small group. And the craziest thing about it was I was just about to text Lucas like that day or the next day to kind of talk to him about not that we wanted to ditch him and start our own small group, but that maybe it's time for us to branch out and kind of do our own thing. And then I got a text from him asking me to meet him for lunch the next day or as like as soon as possible. And he asked me if I'd be willing, if Avalon and I would be willing to take over that small group. So it was scary. We didn't know what we were doing. I don't even feel like I know how to pray like in public or like in general, but we just kind of thought, well, this is our surrender moment. I guess we're just going to do it and let God do the work and we're just going to be the instruments kind of thing. Right after we got married, we decided we wanted to try to have a baby. We ended up having some difficulty. It took about a year until I kind of thought maybe I should go to the doctor just to see, make sure everything was okay, that we could have kids and everything looked fine. There was no reason that we couldn't or shouldn't be able to have a baby. Eventually we saw a fertility specialist and she basically said since it had taken as long as it had at that point, I think it was like a year and a half, almost two years, mm -hmm. she was like, there's less than a 5% chance that you'll ever have a baby. So um, that was hard. It was an emotional thing to kind of hear that it's probably not gonna happen and there's no good reason why other mm -hmm. than they don't know. We spent a lot of time worrying, we spent a lot of time crying, we spent a lot of time praying with our small group. All we could do was pray, all we could do was yeah. trust God and trust his timing. We definitely took advantage of our small group at the time to, to get vulnerable um, yes. and to trust in the power of prayer or small group. I'd say probably once a month someone was kind of sharing with the group that a prayer had been answered in some way or another and mm -hmm. in a sense that almost made it harder for us because our prayer wasn't being answered and wasn't being answered for so long. It was kind of funny. The day I quit my job that was a very stable job, very much took <laughs> care of our family. The day I started my new job with complete unknown, I got home and she was pregnant. With our small group, it just so happened that when we found out we were pregnant, there were also five other girls that were also pregnant. And so now, like, I get to have that community of moms, and she gets to have that community of little friends. So God, God knew that she needed that, that I needed that. And now what's so cool is, is there's five moms all on maternity leave together. She's got people um, that are going through the same thing, you know, trying to raise a baby and all the struggles that come with that. And, and so she's got good community to share that with at the same time. For me, for anybody else that's going through challenges, having that community, having people to talk vulnerably with, like 
people that you're comfortable with, people that know you, know your life, know your family. I think that kind of is huge to help get you through when things do get hard. And then also to celebrate when things get better or when prayers are answered. She was the answer to her prayer. So of course, like, this gets to be her home too. I love those guys. That, that's worth clapping for, isn't it? Come on, that's pretty cool. I, I had the honor and privilege of sitting in the living room and praying with that couple. I had the, the joy and the hardship of sitting close with them and praying for Ellie, for a miracle, for a baby. And there's something interesting Avalon said at the very end. She's like, life is hard enough alone, right? Like, in, the, in your small group is where you get to not just walk through the hard parts, but also celebrate the high moments. And it's Ellie's moment too, and that's what's so beautiful. And maybe, so maybe infertility is not like what you walk in with tonight. Maybe it is, by the way. Maybe there's other challenges you're facing. Maybe there's other pieces of life that feel very complicated. Maybe just discerning your next step, just something, although it seems so simple, it's really not. Understanding where God is taking you, your, your next move forward. Maybe it's walking into school this year and it's just very new for you. It's very fresh. It haven't been, you know, been post-secondary or anything like that in a long time. And so there's some fear or some anxiety attached to that. Man, it is my heart tonight that you would run to God's grace and you would have a group of people that continue to pray with you, do life with you, and remind you of the grace that is so needed and is sufficient for you, like Paul's letters write. That is my heart. Because again, we want to be a church that loves Jesus and has a faith, but also loves God's people. And so don't underestimate the classic September pitch from the pastor about how good a group can be. Please don't. Don't underestimate how powerful it is to have people who are like-minded in faith praying for you, encouraging you, sending you a text as you head into the job interview that's really, that you're really nervous about, or, or looking after you when you've you know, faced a health crisis and they're bringing you a meal. Just this week, we were, we were able to bring close friends of ours who we've done groups with before, a full meal. Why? Because we just wanna be with one another in that. We wanna let grace shine and God's love shine. And so it is my heart that you would get plugged in tonight really action-based tonight. Would you pull out your phone for me really quick? Please, 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 please. Can you pull out your phone and go to just coastlinechurch.ca? Go there. We need, we need, we need likes. So, no, we need, what's it called? I don't know. I hate this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a tech guy. Go to, we are, go to coastlinechurch.ca. At the very top, you will see something that literally, I think, says like small group semester fall start, like click here. And if you go there, it's gonna lead you through a few pieces. You're gonna have to maybe download an app and you're gonna have to like do some things, but you're all tech savvy. I know you'll be fine. But would you take a moment, follow the prompts, check, like you can even filter at the top, young adult group, if you're young at all. And there are tons of groups this year. I actually think this year we have more small groups for young adults than maybe any season we've ever kicked off. We have so many people who want you, truly, have created a space, have maybe opened up their living room to say, listen, let's do life together. 
If you're having a challenge with the app, whatever, we're gonna have both Cindy and Cleste will be at this. There's a table in the atrium. Um, it's got black cloth on it. It's right beside the sound booth. It's right beside the, the, the next steps desk. They will help you. They will literally assist you on your phone, get you to a place where you can see the groups listed, where you can actually take a next step tonight. So I know tonight's Welcome Home Sunday, maybe it feels really practical or very just like, okay, we get it, get in a group. I'm telling you, this is where miracles are formed. This is where miracles are realized. This is where grace is received. This is where you are able to not just like see other people. That would, be, that would not be enough. That You will be able to actually see yourself with other people in a way you never thought possible. I see some people here tonight who are leading groups. I see the souls over here. I believe Tess is actually leading like a 24-7 prayer group. Maybe that's, maybe that's something you're interested in. Like, there's a lot, right? Does that sound right? Yeah, there's like, there's like a prayer group. You gave me a face and I was like, oh no, there's no group. There is a group about prayer and that's gonna take place. Like there is Alpha. Even if you're like, I'm just new to faith or I have questions, join Alpha. You're gonna hear more about that next week. There is a spot for you somewhere. And it's not just in the pew, although that's great. It's in a circle. It's with other people where you can see eyes and faces and you can talk and you can pray, you can be seen, you can be known. Would you stand to your feet? If you're like, I'm in the middle of doing the first thing, it's okay, like stand to your feet, keep doing it if you want. I won't judge you if you're looking at your phone. Let me pray for us. We're gonna sing a song tonight, a full song that I believe just elevates Jesus because our faith is in him. And I believe it'll empower you tonight. It'll encourage your soul tonight. If you're feeling a burden tonight. If you, if that first thing I was talking about God's grace is what you need tonight, then this song is for you because it explains all that Jesus did. So let me pray with you, eyes closed. You can raise your hands, you can open your heart, but Lord, right now we come to you. We pray that we would be people who have a faith in you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that people in here who have come in feeling heavy, looking for a snappy message or a perfect tune, Lord, it's, it's not in that that they will find the joy that they are looking for. It's not in that that they'll find the peace they need. Lord, it is only in you. So right now we just, we quiet our souls. We listen to you, Lord, because it is you who brings peace and hope and life and joy and grace. So I pray for the person in here who feels like all they've done is a life of wrongs and there is nothing they could do to be right with you, God. We know in Jesus' name that we are made right not by our actions, but by what you have done on the cross. Lord, I pray for the person who feels like literally too dirty to receive your grace. Lord, we know that that is not true. That's a lie that's been in the head for who knows how long. I pray right now that you would bring your grace into this room. God, because you are a good God that brings grace to anyone who will open up their heart to receive. So maybe that's for you tonight. Just open your hands, posture your heart to receive because there is a grace that is for you. Jesus, I pray that people would take a next step tonight, closer to you and into community. And that we would be all, we all would be a people here at Coastline Church who have a faith in Jesus and a love for your people. We worship you tonight. We respond, Lord, with all that we have. And everybody said, come on, respond. Everybody said, come on, let's sing together.